You have every honor that a man could have. You've got almost Oscars. No. No Oscar. No Oscars. The winner is Woody Allen for Annie Hall. Thank you for doing this. I know how to make movies. I went to film school. I have a knack for it. I studied it very well and practiced, and I know Thank what I'm doing. doing. That was a great dad. Jason Keesler has seen a lot of movies. <laughs> But he hasn't seen Star Wars Episode 7. Next on Movies for Guys Who Like Movies. Who are you? I'm no one. Welcome, guys. Thank you for downloading and subscribing to the New Blood Rising podcast. This is our episode, uh, fondly looking at uh, Star Wars Episode 7. For movies, for guys who like movies, we are looking at The Force Awakens. Um, this is the biggest movie by far that we have done. 
for this podcast, would you say, collectively? Like, box office-wise, critic-wise? I mean, just the biggest in terms of, like, pop culture and everything. Oh, yeah, it's a Star Wars movie. It doesn't get any bigger. Exactly. And so it's fun because now, like, we're kind of stepping... Like, we love a lot of cult movies. A lot of them. Mm -hmm. Various ones of... Oh, Star Wars is a cult. Oh, excuse me. So... An hour, huh? <laughs> Listen here, Tackleberry. <laughs> hey, One out. man's quest. <laughs> so. <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. I can do it. So, we're taking a look. Like, this is really fun, though, because, like, uh, to a certain degree, at least two-thirds of this uh, podcast are pretty big Star Wars fans. have liked Star Wars throughout the years. And this was pretty cool to have it come back. So, um, this is going to be interesting, though. So, we're diving in. I'm William Rinkin, joined, of course, by Jason Keesler. How's it going? I know I'm going to get murdered this episode. It's all right with me. Well, we'll see. And Charlie's to be You don't know if we like it. Yeah. How you doing? Hey. <laughs> it's it's Star <laughs> enough. I'm, I'm going to be polite. But we're, like we said, we're taking a look at Star Wars Episode Seven, And before we kind of dive into it, like, let's go back. It's I guess it was... Was it in... Um, I guess it was in 2013 was when the big news came down that... I think it was 11 or 12. It may have been 12. It was a while ago because it was like, so we when get a new Disney Star Wars movie or, in three years. There was something like that. Where I, was okay, like, so I thought it was fast. I thought it was sooner or more recent than that and it was faster because it was like. You know what? I think it's December of 12. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, that sounds Somewhere right. Somewhere around there that is was like when a Christmas gift. It was like, the big news, George Lucas, who. I we didn't even know it was, ha- was going on. Yeah. Who had a stranglehold on his, obviously his greatest creation for years, relented. Sold it to the <laughs> of all people. Sold to a very small company um, out of based out of California called uh, Walt Disney mm-hmm. oh. Disney Studios. So, and now Star Wars and its entire universe, which is vast and various different mediums, is now under the Walt Disney umbrella. So now the the big thing that that came with that is guess what? Star Wars movies are continuing. We got one coming out. And it's going to be a sequel to Return of the Jedi. Which like, what? Fuck. Episode. We're going to get Episode Seven finally. Because Episode Seven. Did you ever think this would happen? Never. Not like really. With the original cast. I, well, because here's the thing. I never thought George Lucas would sell it. No, I didn't either. So as long as he held on to it, I never thought we'd get it. Because I figured we've. He's going to have to die. We have it. There's so many books that have been very good that have illustrated how the story would continue. So. It, you know, it's one of those things where one medium has bowed out to another medium that's going to carry it on. But we've talked about the books and how people have, hold on to that shit like a stranglehold. Right. And it's like, Star Wars is a movie. Ultimately, yes. It is a movie. I mean, there's video games, books, comic books, whatever. But it's everything... It's like Indiana Jones, because they, they got Indiana Jones also. And we're getting another one of those. But Star Wars... Everything that's great about movies is in that first Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like, every, every cliche you can possibly think of is there. And, and somehow, the way that, that movie ended up being, even though it was an homage to so many different things, it ended up being a completely original thing, which is just a freak accident, but at the same time, very impressive. Um, we never thought we'd get it. You know, a lot of people hold on to the Timothy Zahn books. Those are long considered, like, the definitive episode 7, 8, 9 of, is, of Star Wars. Is that the guy that did like the kind of cool stuff, the Clone Emperor and all that? Yeah, I, th- I think so. That's where that's where Gen- or Admiral Thrawn came from, that character, who's a really great, was a great heel to bring into it. Um, and there are other, I mean, good Lord, like the, the, there were so many books, though, that went into way into the future. Eventually Chewbacca got killed off. You had... All types of things going on. Like I, it got to a point where like, I did remember he, 
<laughs> I got really burned out. I never did. He join Hydra. <laughs> what a what a joke. I like it people legit like are pissed about. They are very upset. And I'm just like, do you understand? It's fiction, and like, right. There's you. There's probably a payoff. Act like this. America turned. Yeah. We've been with ISIS all along, which some people think that, but whatever. <laughs> I mean. Th- there's probably a logical conclusion to the story. If it's not, it's bad storytelling. But you know what? He, Every great they treat him face like he was goes, Kurt Angle in Survivor Series. He was working with them the whole time. I mean, but, 70, but he did so many things. Seventy-five years is a long con. And <laughs> well, I mean, and they've kayfabed it beautifully. But I don't buy for one second no, that this is the end of it's that. It's some of the people though getting kind of pissed off because like, well, this is spitting in the face of the people that created it because they were. It's like, like you said, if it's. For good storytelling purposes, because this was also issue one. Yes, so, exactly. It's not like, this is the final issue, and that's the final panel. God, people know? are fucking stupid. I mean, they really are dumb when it comes to... Like, as much as we hated when Steve Austin became heel, it wasn't like, it was like, you just pissed on everything right there. It's like, well, you made a choice. I don't... I'll I'm, write it out, see if it works. You know, mm-hmm. Red Hart turned heel. That When Hulk Hogan turned heel... Yeah, we it did was, not go. Nope, we were. Oh, what? It didn't undo like WrestleMania three. WrestleMania, no, it didn't undo any of that. Uh, they act like it's undone. All right, so to get back kind of on track with this here for a little bit. All right, so when they said they were going to do it, they said JJ was coming on, which was significant because JJ Abrams coming on is this is a guy who rebooted Star Trek, mm. which you know for whatever reason there's this silly notion that people who like Star Trek and people who like Star Wars. Can't I be the never, same people. I never understood. I that. don't understand this. Jason, that's why you're here. Because you are a definitive Star Trek person. You're not a Star Wars person. And that's right. okay. I respect, you know, you like what you like. Tell me, tell us and everyone, why have you never liked Star Wars? It's just too much of... Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, even, the, even the computers chiming in. No, it, I just think it's kind of overblown. Um... It, it's a glorified western. The first one, looking for the man that shot my paw. Second movie, you are my paw. Oh, okay. And then the third one, it's the cash in. Too many people look at that <laughs> the briefcase. Yes, yes. I've got the briefcase. The Ewoks run in with the fucking money. Darn it! Darn it! Darn it! But uh, so, but there's some people that go, oh, and I don't understand. And I'm not doing it to make fun of them. Star Wars is my life. Star Wars is the one thing that allows me to connect to other people. And to me, that's that's a little much for a movie. There's a lot of things that can help you connect to other people. And a lot of it, in a lot of cases, like where you... And I'm not saying this to, to be antagonistic of any way. You know how when you were talking... Like, the way that people reacted to Dark Knight... Yeah. I think influenced some of your views on the movie just because of what people did to one movie to try to make that movie better. Star Wars fans, super fans, kind of pushed me from liking it. If, really? If yes, it's the... It's not That's the, the way I am with Marvel. I understand that. Yeah. You like Star Wars a lot. Yeah. Well, well that's, that's what I kind of want to talk about. Um, like what you think of the original trilogy, what yeah, you think of the prequels. Sure. Um, I wasn't the biggest Star Wars fan as a kid. I've, I've become more of a Star Wars fan as I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's because, I think it's, honestly, it's because I've seen more movies. And I can see where this movie is emulating a lot of things and oh. kind of turning it on its head and making it its own. Um, I saw, I think I first saw them 
when they were re-released in 97. I remember my mom oh, yeah, taking me right on. and and I had a great time, but but I didn't I wasn't in love with it. Like I'm I'm more of a Star Trek guy. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think there's more I think there's better movies out, out there for, like for them. But Star Wars itself, I'm a big fan of the first two. I love the first one. And I love the second one. Those are great movies. Return of the Jedi is a cash in. Mm-hmm. I'm not wild about that movie. I think it's a pretty lame finale. Even though I think the movie's pretty good, but it's not nearly the movie that the first two are. But everyone looks at Star Wars as a whole, or they look at them in trilogy segments. Like, they don't tend to look at individual movies. Return of the Jedi is basically like three scenes, like just dragged out. You got Jabba, you got the Endor stuff, and then you got the final battle. And it's just the movie that Empire Strikes Back promised me, I did not think delivered. Mm. Like, the way that movie ends, it's like, holy shit. Like, Hans and Carbonite, Darth Vader's his father. Where are they going? Like, Luke lost th- his hand. Yeah, Luke lost his hand. Uh, fucking um, lost Obi Wan's lightsaber. Lan- yeah, yeah. Lando Calrissian is riding <laughs> the Millennium Falcon in Han Solo's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> That's- like it's like, where is this gonna go? And it's really slow and really boring. So Return of the Jedi, yeah. But then the prequels come along, and for the most part, those to me are terrible. I. And I know that's the popular opinion that everyone has. I, I actually like parts of the third one, Revenge of the Sith. I think Revenge of the yeah. Sith, you can ma- I think you can make an argument that it is a better movie than Return of the Jedi. I, 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 really, I really do. I think there's a lot more in there, and it's more Star Wars mm-hmm. than, than Phantom Menace or Attack. So when it was announced that Force Awakens was coming out, I was really excited. I knew what the possible plot twist could be. Like, the, the big reveal, because of all the shit we heard about Return of the Jedi that would have made it better, like, Han Solo dying, like, that would have helped that movie immensely, because the problem with Return of the Jedi, nobody dies. Everyone's fine. Well, one. Huh? Well, two people die. Who dies? Vader and the Emperor. Well, that's gonna happen. They're your bad guys, but your heroes. Like, it doesn't, it's completely, va- it's vastly outweighed. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, after Return of the Jedi, like, I remember thinking that too, because like, I still like that movie. But where does the story go from here? Like, isn't it over? Like, it's a pretty final thing yeah. that happens there. So where could Force Awakens pick up from? Right, it's and, been that many years And later. that's, yeah, that many years later, with them being older, with them talking about bringing in the dreaded new cast thing, mm. which I'm like, oh, the passing of the torch kind of sequel. Oh, boy. All right, well, I'll, yeah, I'll see it when it comes out. I was excited for it, but I wasn't like super amped Mm -hmm. to see it and it's because of how I felt about Return of the Jedi but I was interested in seeing how somebody else could treat this whose name wasn't George Lucas that's what I was really interested in like could the fans make a better movie of Star Wars than George Lucas could right and that was my main well I was also upset about J.J. right because he wasn't going to do Star Trek 3 you know I was like oh well but he is coming to do Star Wars and as much as we love that first Star Trek it is Star Wars like in story structure, like and the and like the gazing at a much larger world that Kirk yeah. does, the blowing up of planet Vulcan, like Alderaan, like it is it's like a Star Wars demo reel. And he was recommended to do this movie to Kathleen Kennedy by Steven Spielberg, who that's the guy at like we've always wanted to direct one of these things. Sure. And he was supposed to direct Empire, and then he was supposed to direct Jedi, and then none of that shit ever happened. Right. Because Lucas, I believe, made those two independently. I think he got out of the he studio always had, system. You know, they were always distributed with Fox, but they were made... In-house. Yeah. Yeah. 
Jason, two things. Did, are there any individual Star Wars movies you liked? Yes. What's your favorite one? I like Empire. Okay. Empire because it's probably the best one. I mean, it's this, and generally when you look at, I don't know why people why everything is obsessed with trilogies, but when you look at a story, the middle parts generally the, the uh, like you were saying in every good movie you need a good beginning, good middle, do what you want, or a good beginning, good end, do what you want in the middle. This is the middle, and it's the best because it is such a downer. Like the first movie, you can watch the first movie and. From a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away to the end scene where Chewbacca goes, and it, it doesn't get a medal, and the credits roll. That's That could be Star Wars. That's, a, that's the only standalone movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always thought that. That's the only movie that truly stands on its right. own. That's it. But you can't watch that middle at all without the first one, and right. you cannot watch it without the second one because of the way it ends. And I like that. I mean, it, it it's is Back a, to the Future Part 2. Yeah, it's a downer. But it's a downer in the right way. It's like, oh, I need to see how this ends. And even though I don't like it, and I'm not one of the people, I'm a Star Trek fan, but I doesn't mean I can't like Star Wars. It just, it has too much stuff and I don't like. Um, like, it, it is, that's still a good movie. Like, of those six, um, of those, that's my favorite. Phantom Menace is still, even though I don't like it, I look at that and laugh because I've had friends that were so jacked about that and then oh yeah wake me up at 2 30 in the morning the day it comes out because they got tickets and we go watch it like, you're gonna love this movie and they're like walking out crying because it's it was bad. so horrible yeah it was that bad. <laughs> oh they they, they knew it because for years i remember people trying to convince themselves and that's another reason i think i also stopped liking it was because of that i'm not like laughing at like you know masochistically going ah, i like to see my friends cry like that kind of hurt because this this was like you know, getting your heart broken to them. Like, they were excited for months. And there was a guy I worked with who was telling me about all the stuff to expect. And when he told me about the fight scene between Obi-Wan and Anakin that, that leads him to be, like, to be rebuilt as Vader, I was hyped for that. Like, it took forever. And then it still wasn't as good as how this, in this kid's mind, how he built it up. From what happened with the fight at the lava and everything. Oh, it's too over the top. And he comes up, <laughs> yeah. That it, what happened? Like the way he described it. And I remember, and I, I didn't know him then at the, well, you know, when the final movie came out. But I can just see his heart breaking too because everything looks so fake. That's another reason why I watch it. Similar to how with the the Marvel movies get you detached. I get detached from the Star Wars movies because of. I went to the theater because I saw them when I was a kid, the original on VHSs, and then went to the theater for the re-releases going, well, this might be good in a big theater. And then all the stuff they added to it just really oh, separated boy. me from that. And I also feel like Star Wars is the, and I'm not saying this to start a conversation separately, but next to religion, the Bible, Star Wars is one of the things that's manipulating people most for money. Let's re-release, re-release, re-release. Like, I mean, fucking Blade Runner amount of times being re-released and redone you can buy the original trilogy you can buy the then you can buy the prequels you can't buy them together you can buy the original trilogy undoctored you can just give us the fucking movies or don't second question jj abrams uh did star trek did Mm -hmm. you and you like star trek a lot going back to the original series and things of that nature i think he by how he did in those movies did it do you think you were more excited to see the, the, like see what he could do with Star Wars? I was, because I'm one of the people that, that even though I, I don't like them, but seeing someone else that could get a hold of it, 
and what they could do. I was really excited for it. I like what JJ's done. I like his TV, like you know his TV shows. For the most part, they always start off really good. And like Star Trek, his series started off really well. Then the second. So I'm the only one that likes Into Darkness. Like I don't hate it. I just I just thought it was like an unnecessary cover of Wrath of Khan way too early. I okay, I agree that's, with that. That's where I was getting there. It's like they wanted to rush it. It's like he's going well. Like in the back of his mind, he knew what was coming for him and wanted to go ahead and make sure he got to do Khan. To to cover JJ real quick uh, about Star Trek stuff, he always said he was not a Star Trek fan growing up, like Nicholas Meyer, who did the, you know his Star Trek mm-hmm. movies. And those are probably the best ones, the ones that weren't made by Absolutely. fans. And that's one of the reasons why I was so nervous about Force Awakens, because J.J. was a fan. And it's like, well, would it have the opposite effect? Being such a fan of Star Wars growing up and influencing him to be a filmmaker, like, would he, like, I would imagine him second-guessing himself on almost everything. Like, how do you make a Star Wars movie? Because it seems easy on paper. Yeah. But how do you actually do it? And I thought maybe that would interfere with his filmmaking. Yeah. So, um, so the it took you know when it got announced, like it obviously like with pre-production stuff, like there were some cool things, like Lawrence Kasdan's going to come on to write the script, which was huge. Like, well, originally, it was Michael Arndt, right? But the you know, they they shit canned him. I'd love to know what his script was. But bringing Lawrence Kasdan, I think, was an awesome plus. I agree. Because mm-hmm. The whole the that in its own right is it's a microcosm of the, what this is going to be. It's going to be a transition from. The old into the new. I mean, and literally, this movie shows it in a lot of ways. So when you get down to, I guess, like the the, the big that's the big important thing. This movie becomes like the where when they brought him back when they, by bringing back the um, the old characters in this. What did you think first off? Like, I guess before I dive into that, like the first trailers because that's where it's a good place to start. Then the very first teaser trailer. Remember that? Yeah, it dropped. I think in what fourteen. Like in I think it was in December. Mm-hmm. I think it dropped a year before it was going to come out. So that first teaser comes out. A long about way to get to this point then. So the first teaser comes with, out. With the ball rolling. It's BB-8, but we don't know what the fuck that thing is. Yeah, yeah. I remember What did you this. think of that first trailer? I remember I remember what you thought of it. Yeah. I was very interested. Yeah. Because it looked like Star Wars. Because like to go back to something you said, there is way too much CGI in the prequels. Mm-hmm. And when I see that kind of CGI, especially during that fire scene, it took me out of the movie. Right. I was like, because one thing Star Wars was great at, the, the original trilogy, was it real locations, you know, decorated to look like otherworldly places, like a whole planet of snow, a whole planet of trees, like a whole planet of desert. Like, that's great stuff. But, or we could just make it mm-hmm. in a studio. You can stand here. And it's completely inauthentic. And I noticed that when I saw that teaser. I was like, oh, that looks real. And that immediately got me, at the very least, it got me interested. I probably watched it two or three times. I know people watch it hundreds of times. Right. Now, I remember talking to you, yeah. and you told me that it didn't feel like your Star Wars. And I felt old. I felt, felt very old. old watching it. Now, why? Because... Because it... it um, and I don't know, like, I think it was just what they chose to show in it. Because they show a lot of the same show stuff the in the next trailer. Mm-hmm. So the way... The way it, um, do they show Han in this one? No. No. Okay. Han's not revealed to what the second. The second even the way like the Millennium Falcon took off and flew is like it's just if it feels like a new generation Star Wars. It doesn't feel necessarily like the Star Wars of the old. And uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that's how I felt watching it. I was still gonna see it. I'm not gonna not see it, but that's how I felt coming into it. Jason, like so when you saw it, like we're like, oh, 
That looks different. That looks, hey, it looks a little better than he shot my paw. Yes, it did. I also thought it looked like for the one scene where you see Finn take off his Stormtrooper mask in the middle of the desert, I thought this is going to be the best baseball sequel. I honestly thought that was, when I first saw that, I was like, that looks like a joke. Like, it looked looked almost comical. Uh, And and, and it's not because it's a black guy in a Stormtrooper outfit. That hit the internet hard. But it just, for whatever reason, just kind of the way he pulled it off and the way he looked, I was like, it felt like a naked gun bit. Well, he, do, he doesn't pull it off. He he, he or whatever. Up, he does. Pops, yeah. But to me, what was going on in my head as soon as I found out, I saw that guy. He goes, "Hey, we found the shit." Mm-hmm. It was just because we ain't found shit. Well, yeah. I was just like, "Oh, good. This is it." And seeing the trailer, I watched it twice. I was like, "Okay, this definitely looks." I was like, "Like you said, it looks better. It doesn't look as fake." Learning that the BB-8 was a real physical thing, and the. The CGI that was used was like used in such a way that it did look good, like the ships and everything. It wasn't overused. Right. It wasn't yeah. too much. I mean, I didn't look at this and think there are only three real people standing here any given time. Um, I got real, I mean, like I was excited for it because I was like, okay, this doesn't necessarily look like it's going to be the Phantom Menace heartbreak again. But then it was a long wait. And a year is a long time to wait. Well, remember, it was supposed to... And have expectations. Yeah. It it was supposed to come out in May of 2015. Right. And then for whatever reason, that didn't work out. And it got pushed to December. And then it got almost pushed to May of this year when Harrison Ford broke his leg. Uh, Right. When the door from the Millennium Falcon came down and crushed him. And But Disney would not budge on that. And they said, nope, it's coming out December. And this was, according to JJ, like this was a huge advantage. Because he was able to work on character stuff, right? Like, and which is a blessing. In I think disguise. this gets back to the point I was trying to make with Lawrence Kaz. So, like, it's been established for, well, let's say since 1983, what happens after Episode Six? It's been firm, pretty firmly established in the eyes of fans through fan fiction or novels, I don't know comics, any of this stuff through video games or computer games, things of that nature. Like, what the universe looks like, what the plot would be. A big, bold move was pretty much they took everything that happened after Jedi that's been out there in terms of books, and it's been reorganized now into, I think, what's called Legends or Myths. Yes, Legends. Or something like that, Star Wars Legends. So, like, it... Why can't it be an alternate universe? Star Trek has tons of these. So, it's it's like, we're not getting rid of it, but it's not the the actual canon. Mm -hmm. It's weird. It's a weird kind of... uh, it's a weird medium for it. But it's still like, so all that stuff, the Timothy's on stuff, all, it still exists. But by nature of what's happened in episode seven, it's pretty much been eliminated from the main Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting because I thought, like, wow, like that's, in, in a way, I'm just saying this, in a way, you're taking a big, massive shit. Well, I've never understood this because there are books for, for film series, shit like that, that are written all the time as side things. Like, this is the only ones coming to my head right now. 24 has tons of books. Mm-hmm. No one ever cares. No one cares. I don't, I've never understood, to elaborate on what you're saying, why people harp on it so much. I don't see why it really matters. I've never really understood it. It's still there. It is. It's, and, I, I mean, and I don't know why you'd want to see it on the big screen. That's another thing. Well, it's like turning a book into a movie. That's why, like I say, for an alternate ending, like you're the audience. You can choose whatever ending you, can you want. You choose whatever you want. If you don't want the ending... If- and, Oh, God. And if the movie comes out that's based on the book, all you're ever going to hear is, well, the book's they, better. They took and, two and I don't people wanna, and made them one person. Yeah, so. I don't want to hear that shit. I, yeah. I get tired of that. I'm like, well, if you saw the movie first and then read the book, you'd probably like them both. But of course the book's going to be better because it has all the deleted scenes thrown into it. Like, um, so I, that didn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. 
when did the second trailer come out? May. I think it was May. Was it, it was with an, an it Ultron? It was with uh, Ultron, I think. Yeah. Now that was that a very different trailer. Mm-hmm. I f- and maybe it's not, but to me it felt like it. Did you? What did you think? been an awakening. Have yeah, you felt it? Like, huh? Like, when that comes through, because then it's like, oh, we've got more footage to show you. And, yeah, and that motherfucker shows up with that lightsaber right yeah. off the bat. It's like, whoa. But it's yeah. not enough to, like, I loved this movie's marketing campaign. They weren't hardly revealing anything. But I mean, Star Wars fans, I'll give you that. They are, the worst fandom is Star Wars. The bitching about that lightsaber. <laughs> the absolute bitch. And no one talks about it now because the majority of people seem to like the movie. But that hilt. People were so upset about that. I'm like, oh, Star Wars fans are the fucking worst. You know, it's just like, just shut up. They're yeah. almost as bad as wrestling fans. Yeah, yeah. I think they're, I, you know, I, mm, I think they're worse. I think they are worse than wrestling so. fans. They'll complain about anything. I remember one guy on Twitter said, I was enjoying the trailer so much until it said, on Christmas. And he said, took me right out of it. Because <laughs> Christmas exists in Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> Well, like that's how he took it. I'm like, you're a you're an absolute moron. Right. Yeah. And I guess because it was snowing, and right when it's because it's it's like this big scene where right. they're teasing the final fight. In the they're movies, on fake off. And then you're like, oh shit, Christmas. We're gonna people maybe the Christmas special is about to become canon. Who knows? But um, there were some things <laughs> in the movie, and I did not go in watching this going, I hate stars. I went in going, I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna enjoy it. I watched it with a group of friends for the first time. Yes, I wound up riffing on it because there were just things that needed to come through because there were just things that were screaming at me. Are uh, we talking about the movie now? Are we I going mean, into if, the movie? Because we, we, we got a time restraints, I thought. So, oh, my phone's off. We're, but, we're okay. okay. We're, we're okay. Yeah, we're that's right. fine. We're then, okay. But it was something you just said about the Christmas. It, that's what brought me into the movies because some of the dialogue that was used really just threw me out. And it's not the weirdest Star Wars. In the trailer? No, in the in the film. Okay. But to jump to this is towards the end, uh, where Finn sees Poe's ship and goes, "That's one hell of a pirate." A pilot. This Wait, is in the trailer. No, the this movie? is in the movie. Okay. This is that's <laughs> one. This. Yes, but going off where he said about the guy flipping out about seeing the word Christmas in Star Wars, but maybe not for the word Christmas in a trailer telling you when the fucking movie's coming out. But I was watching the film and where Finn goes, "That's one hell of a pilot." I went. Hell doesn't exist in Star Wars. Well, Hell was in Empire Strikes Back. Yes. We we used to talk about that. Han Solo says that. Because he doesn't say Hell is a curse word. He actually says Hell is a place, an empire. He says, well, then I'll see you in Hell. And I'm like, what the hell is that all about? Well, that's, it's that. But it's also that. It's also not, not just a place. I could believe there's a planet Hell, but whatever. But it's like, that's one. Using it as a slang. Like, that's one Hell of a pilot. To go with that, I told you what my buddy Michael said that, that took him out of the movie for a bit was the use of the word boyfriend. You had a boyfriend? Like, they have boyfriends, girlfriends, and Star... And this is the part of Star Wars, like, fandom that I'm just like, you know, like, these are humans yes. somewhere else. You know, it's I, I don't see how it's so hard to believe that, that yeah, this could... I get it, but at the same time, I don't harp on it. I'm like, that is the nitpickiest of nitpicky. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't mind I don't, it. I don't. I. I. I don't even. I can't even answer something. <laughs> yeah. I can't because it doesn't make sense. I got the, it, to me, that the, you would be so critical. Yeah, as a that's pun. that's what Star Wars is. I mean, George Lucas. Uh, granted, he made shitty prequels. 
uh, about trade disputes and stuff, stuff like that. But even if he had made good movies, like great movies, I still think people would have given him a hard time about it. Yeah. Because it's inevitable. Because Star Wars is like so close and near and dear to so many people. Like, like Michael, like his takeaway, I'll never forget it. He goes, I liked it a lot. And he goes, but it's not my Star Wars. That's, that's what he said. And, and, and I'm like, hmm. Because I, 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 I love giving him a hard time about Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I'm just like, do you see all the problems in this movie? It's not my Star Wars. Because I'll not tell my you, Star Wars. when I can't, after I finished watching, I was like, I, I, I went back and I went back to how I thought about when I saw that first trailer. And I was like, I was way off. Like, you know, the, this movie's great. It's a fun time. It's a great time. I can't wait for my child to see it because I can't wait to see what, how it, you know, what it does for him in movies. Mm-hmm. If he likes movies, if he likes Star Wars, it, it doesn't matter. But just to be able to see something of that size and spectacle and everything, mm-hmm. I, I, well, so. Um, Get into the movie a bit? I guess. Might yeah. as well. We're there. So the whole... Um, what was it like? We get to see Harrison Ford again as Han Solo. Never, ever would have thought. Never. Never. Never would have like, thought. I thought I, I would have definitely put money on Star Wars Episode Seven actually happening before I would put, oh, Harrison Ford is going to be in Episode Seven. He totally retconned his entire commentary, like what he thought of Star Wars after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like he was all... Like, and his interviews on TV were great. Like he watching him talk about this movie. When for years he hated it. Yeah. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. So, um, so let, let's talk about the characters for a bit. So uh, we get... And this is where it's interesting. Because we have archetypes now that are new. Yeah. That are kind of this, similar characters to the old ones. We, we have a core three. The main character being a girl. And then we have a guy. Black guy. And then we have a pilot. Yeah. Who I don't really know what Oscar Isaac is, but they they, they he'll be the like, Han Solo like, of the well yeah he's the Han Solo but yeah. I mean like his ethnicity and stuff like that and and they kept it a secret in the trailer who the Jedi was and they and I remember them trying to like deceive us with Finn holding the lightsaber and you're like oh is he is it him you know is he the Jedi no it's a girl so then we got so it's kind of a feminism movie in a way and it's also gentrified. Because none of these, none of these are white people, right? Like they were in, in the original trilogy, where it was just this is just whites white, white, like all whites. That's all we do. So they're trying to appeal to a more mass group of people. And what did you think of the casting of like I mean, Daisy Ridley? Didn't really. I first of all, I had no clue. I, I didn't know, and that's the best was, part, I think. which was cool. Um, I, I I have no problem with any of the casting. I think all the casting has been. I think the acting was good. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I we'll get to, when we talk about Adam Driver. Like, mm-hmm. I liked him better with the mask. Once they took the mask off, I didn't really like anything he space did. Bang. I can, yeah, I can, I, talk, I can talk about that. But I've, I've got mixed feelings about it. He sounds awesome with that mask. I on. love his helmet. Yeah, I love. Like this is that thing we were talking about on Fright Night. The untold backstory. There are marks all over that helmet, like around here and here, and it's like. This guy's seen some shit, you know, and no one's talking about it. Right. Yeah. My thing with not knowing any of the main cast was great because knowing a little bit about Adam Driver. I've seen girls. Yeah, that was the part, like, I couldn't stop laughing. It's like, you want to watch me jerk off after we fight? It's like all it just kept going through my head. But I think in a movie like that, as big as this movie is, it's good to not have preconceived notions of the people that are going to play these characters. Right. Because it did start kind of Believe, I mean, like, even though, because I'm not like watching this with fanboy eyes, I'm just watching. It's like I, I couldn't get it out of my head. Right. Um, but the, I thought that Daisy Ripley did a great job 
as that. I, I thought the Finn character was a. We'll, we'll dissect that a little bit more, but he did a good job. Mm-hmm. The guy that was playing him was was great. Um, I thought Harrison Ford. It's the most effort I've seen him put in. And I'm very it's his best sad. performance in 20 I mean, or 25 I mean, years. Anything out of the 2000s. Yeah. Way oh, for the, oh, that entire decade. Firewall. No, that's what the riff track said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they brought up Firewall during the thing. Like, Don't yeah. Even going back into the 90s, I mean. I'd like, say the best since Air Force One. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. I, that's a good. Sure. Yeah, yeah he is. He is so into. I think. I think he makes the movie uh, for the most part. Like, I think it all kind of sits on him. Right now, I mean, there is the weird little story conveniences that mm-hmm. happen in the movie. Sure, of course. Yeah. But but that's but that's Star Wars. Like Star Wars always did that shit. The the people popping up, the celebrity fans that had cameos, got distracting for me. But you didn't recognize Simon Pegg. I didn't recognize Simon Pegg. Heard. I, I thought I was looking for uh, Stormtrooper 007. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's the one who he's drops awesome. the gun. Yeah, he's the one who drops the gun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You will leave your weapon. And, That's and all what that I thought stuff. it was him because it was his voice. But that took you out of it. No, no, it was dist- not out of it. It was distracting because I started watching because the scene where the very convenient scene where it just happens to be the Millennium Falcon on this planet that they happen to use that ship to escape, and then the people that picked them up happened to be Han and Chewie on that big freighter. Um, when the two rival gangs show up, like the Asian-looking the guys, were from the raid, and I was like, oh, this is about to be good. And then nothing... <laughs> but then came. it wasn't. Yeah. But it, nothing came of that. Yeah. Like, Well, they, they can't really fight Raptars. No. <laughs> not <laughs> then. They could, I mean, just something. It would have been neat. Like, the yeah. two gangs to Why would you for use a little them? bit. Why have... That That was when you're just pulling people in. I mean, Kevin Harrison. Did he have something somewhere? No, he was on the set. I, don't know. I really, I'll be honest, I was not distracted. The only That's time the I, I was distracted, I the only time I was distracted by celebrity cameos, if you want to call them that, is during the. It's not Mon Mothma, but it's the Mon Mothma scene, and you get the J.J. Abrams regulars uh-huh. from the TV shows, like uh, the guy, the guy from Heroes. Yeah, his name in the movie Snap Wexley. New Porkins. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, I thought that's what he was doing. But <laughs> it, it just he didn't really do anything. And then there's the uh, Asian guy who was the bad guy in Rush Hour. Mm-hmm. Like he was in Lost. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's I like that kind of pulled me. I was like, oh, this I is JJ. Yeah. But what makes that Raftar scene work for me is Harrison Ford. Harrison, like being Han Solo, being shady, like he kind of distracts me from the fact that oh, you've got the guys from the raid, even though you're not really going to do anything with them. Mm-hmm. Like that's okay. Now, what do you think of? Uh, Daisy Ridley's connection to the Force, if that's what you want to call it. Well, I mean, it, it, the movie leaves you with an interesting question. Like, who is she? And, I mean, the the all-in favorite for everyone is that she's Luke Skywalker's daughter, which oh, will create an interesting backstory of, well, who'd you hook up with? How'd this happen? Do you like the idea that Luke Skywalker might have slept with a girl and had a kid? Like, that, that sounds weird to me. I, I Especially because that was part I, of the thing that drove his dad to do what he did. Right. I, I always looked at him more like Obi-Wan. I'm pretty sure by this point, if he's at that in tune... Prequels are canon, right? Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Alright. Uh, uh, right. um, because a lot of people like like to complain about that. Like, uh, the fucking phrase. What, what's the phrase? Uh, she's a Mary Sue. Like, this is what you see on message boards. Oh, she's a Mary Sue. She's good at everything. Get that kind of stuff. Like how she can fly the Millennium Falcon better than Han Solo. Mm. I didn't like that she knew, not fly it better, but knew it better. I bypassed the compressor. Yeah, I didn't, like it's, if you get a, I look at Millennium Falcon, you get a shit car. I'm not saying, if you get a shit car. Well, that's what the Millennium Falcon is. Right, if you get a shit car, you can drive it. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know it's quirks. You know how to make it get up that hill, whatever. Someone else tries to drive your car. It's going to stall out. It's going to do this. It's just, I didn't like that. Okay. Um, I mean, my I try to build up my own backstory in here. The fact that she ran to that ship and she was, like, living out in the blown-up AT-AT, that maybe she came <laughs> and ran awesome. and would just come up and hide on that ship and just spend time in the ship, and maybe that's how she knew it. Well, I think she knew it because... Oh, my God. I've seen the movie four times now. Okay. So, um, Fill me she, in. she's working with Unker Plot. Unker Plot, that's who she works for. That's Simon Pegg's character. The big... The big guy, yeah. One quarter portion. The like, one that, like, that talked really slow until it was time. Hey, man, they got this droid over here. Yeah, get follow that droid. Yeah. She's kind of like... A slave to him, like, because uh-huh. he he can give her everything. He says it's his ship, and she knew all the backstory about wh- how how Unker got that ship. Mm-hmm. So that tells me, all right, well, maybe they have some kind of relationship where she gets to work on the Millennium Falcon. Maybe she fixes it. Maybe she, uh, you know, shows him that she's fixed it and gets portions for that. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of how I, I work that up because she makes a, a brief mention that she has flown a little, but you know, not a whole lot. You know, because Finn asked her, how how the hell do you know how to do all that? Mm-hmm. So, I can kind of let that go, uh, it, but I, I do see where people can argue about how she can know about the Force so well. Like she knows that she can, because Luke Skywalker basically had to see Obi Wan Kenobi. You know, do you know these are not the the droids you're looking for. He had to see him do that to know that that was something that Jedi's could do. And then she just you, you undo these restraints and leave your gun. You know, how did she know how to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, like th- that's. That might be something, possibly. Although you could explain that with the with the shit that she goes through at uh, Maz Kanata's place when you know she goes through that whole thing when she grabs a lightsaber. Can can I give a non fan fan theory? Yeah. She was Luke was trying to rebuild the Jedi Order, so mm-hmm. clearly you know from the crap which he was right from the crap established in the prequels about the midichlorians and having to train them from kids. Maybe younglings, younglings, which they don't call them that. Thank fucking yes, Christ. yes. But she might have been someone who Luke was training, and then when Adam Driver's character, I can't suddenly draw Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren comes and slaughters ben, everybody, ben. he went to hide her. Maybe he made sure she got hidden, so she had some of this Maybe training. Maybe that's but why he was so young. Him. Yeah, and was was just blacked out. Um, but it feels like oh, it's like a Peter red Pan and Hook. It feels yeah. like it's a red hair because like it seems like we're set up for it to be Luke. I I really hope it's not. And in and I think it's kind of is. I mean, you've watched more JJ than I. I mean, he kind of sets you up for these types of things a lot. JJ does. He loves the mystery box. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You know, like you got to figure out what it is, and, and you pray to God it makes sense. You know, because a lot of times it just doesn't. Yeah. And you're wondering, well, why would you even do that? Um, I, I do like that theory. Like that's not bad. I mean, because it, it's the one thing that would make sense. Because I, I can't see Luke making, even though he didn't know his father, but he knows Jedi's and making the same mistakes. And he's been able to communicate with dead Obi Wan. What makes us believe that now that his father expelled his Jedi sins or whatever and was hologram with him at the end of Jedi hasn't been teaching him don't make my mistakes do not fall in love do not do this maybe maybe Ewan McGregor will be in the next one like he can do Obi-Wan that would be awesome but coming back to well do you before we start going on to my issues with Finn what do you think yeah cause Finn I'll explain it's well, the the thing I was going to like, if, if you take a step back, the movie is beat for beat, episode four. It is good. the exact. Are we going to talk about that? It's well, a good just, and, and that's not a bad, and that's not necessarily. A I don't bad think it, thing. I think it follows it just enough to where it doesn't bother me, because the everyone said 
See, that, that's the biggest complaint I've heard from this movie. It's it's a remake. Blah, blah, blah. And, I, and 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 even as I say, like I, that's not. I don't think I don't view it as a complaint. I like it it's, because I look at that as a plus. Yes, because everyone bitched and moaned that the prequels were so different. Right. This isn't Star Wars. Right. So this is not only a Star Wars for a new generation. This is a reintroduction of what we know right. as Star Wars. Here comes the Empire. Here is someone inserting inf very important information into a droid. Right. Getting the droid away from the Empire. That's why I felt so, like, the, the My Star Wars, I'm like, well, they just gave you the same this, movie. Right. With just, like, you know, it's... With minor tweaks. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's different... It goes... It's got its own moves. Yeah. So I don't understand that. And I'll tell you, like, from being in middle schools last week teaching, yeah. that's, this is the best part. These kids don't care. These kids love this movie. Like, yeah. Star Wars is bigger than I have ever seen it. <laughs> like, there are Star Wars shirts. I choreographed a lightsaber fight. Like, like, and they know more about Star Wars than I do. And I'm like, this is nuts. You can like, <laughs> do you ever like, uh-uh, kid. I'll, let me, I will break it down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have let to me break it. down some Maison Sen for you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Padawan, not in the original. So, Jason, you have some problems with the Black Felix. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, expound you your were point. Downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> the black. That, that's that was, that was Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. So you're not alone, but all right. Well, whoa, whoa. Put your hood up. No, but uh, my issues with him, besides from giving a Star Wars character black character trope behavior, mm -hmm. which was a lot. Woo! Super cocky, hitting on women after first meeting them. White they, women. They love to do that in movies. Um, and I'm talking like people write it. I'm not, I know I just came out and said they in reference to something, but no, I'm talking about writers and tropes. But my big issue with the character of Finn, they established that these people that are in the First Order, this army now, where they are not clones, they are, however, born, bred, and raised to, brainwash. to be soldiers. Okay, so he's got some issues all of a sudden after his friend bloodily wipes and I thought like oh, that's fucking awesome I was like I thought for a minute I thought oh we're gonna get like a psycho stormtrooper a little bit like and then it's him instead but okay so he's been in this regimented environment his entire life are you saying they're clones no okay saying that they were see that's why I can't believe they're the not, prequels they're, are, are canon I'm well, like they, they're not well remember well, they make a joke in this movie they make a line in this movie it's like this is would you rather us go back to clones like there's yeah. a line Oh, yeah, really? There's a line in. I forget where, but somebody says it. These aren't people that are Some, enlisting. Does Captain Phasma say that? No, it's the that guy that's from the book. She said that. They Hawks? I guess. What, Dave Tarkin? <laughs> Dave I, Tarkin, yeah. I, I don't know. Dave Tarkin. Um, but they are, he, they say that they're they're raised from that. So, okay, so you're raised in a very regimented, like Kurt Russell and Soldier. Okay, just like, that's what I'm expecting. Regimented. So, but this guy decides immediately, I don't want to kill these people. I'm going to help this guy escape. Then he, I'm going to assume quasi his identity by taking his jacket that apparently everyone can identify him like fucking Space Fonzie by his coat, Poe Dameron. But he, he very well assimilates himself. He knows how to talk to people. He knows how to lie to people. Not like he was in like a stormtrooper intelligence we're breeding spies. He's just like, oh yeah, I'm with the up with the rebellion, sure. Oh yeah, we're here, and just the way that he can BS people. And what got me is that he BS Han Solo, who Han Solo, being a smuggler, should be able to smell BS. Well, he kind of does. He has a line of dialogue about, you know, he said about women. He said, "There's one thing about women; they always find out." 
and that's kind of a hint that he knows that he's not who he says he is. Like, yeah. like he does, he does have that line, and yeah, because he even gets Han even gets chippy with him when he calls him Solo. Yeah. Like, Did you just call me Solo? Yeah. So, so, yeah, but I think he knows that he's a good guy. Well, that one, but you know what I'm saying is like it's this this guy who has he's a number. He doesn't have a name. Remember F-M-M-2-1-8-7. that's where Finn came from. He doesn't even have a name. And suddenly you're like, Hup. isn't he an abducted kid anyway? He's yeah, like, they said that that they abducted. abducted the, the, like so, yeah. He, it's not like he was really born into this. But this, were, like, how old was he when he got abducted? Probably five or six. Right, and so and, how? And old is I just want to go back to a point you said. So the first person, the first woman he sees, he he hits on. Tony Stark hits on every woman he sees in it, fucking but, Avengers movies. But it's not the it's not the fact. That I, I don't I don't people. see like that as like a major black but, stereotype. No, all of a sudden. no, it's the. It's not that. It's How he can just, assimilate just the tro- Like, we're getting at that. It's a trope. Like, oh, hey, I'm super cocky. You got a boyfriend. Like, like two but minutes. But you said blackisms. Like, well, those, those go back and watch. He does a head bob that, uh, that bothered yeah. me in the theater. Yeah. I'm in charge I, I'm of asthma. I don't see how hitting on women makes uh-huh. him... Uh, that's a blackism. If you go back... And that, just, then it makes me right. black. So, <laughs> no, the, if you go back and just watch other movies where there is a, a, a black sidekick slash secondary main character... They're very. It's it's just beat for beat, very cocky. In that, it's just the way that he behaves. It's the same thing. The one now. There's the one line in the movie that is really bad. Which one? There's the one. Droid, please. That yes. line is. That's a bad line. I don't associate that with like a a, a stereotype in another. It film sounds like Boyega tries to say that as straight as he possibly can. Which like God bless not, him because yeah, it's not a good because line. Because I missed it the first time, but then everyone started saying it, and I'm like, when does he say that? And now it's all I can wait for during mm-hmm. that one scene. I'm like, where's the droid, please? Now you had a problem with the thumbs up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woo! No. I'm and then BB-8 does a thumbs up with yes. his with his uh, yes, leg. which to me I just like to imagine is a middle finger. He's like, you don't talk to me. You're wearing. <laughs> oh, BB-8's my... one of the best fucking characters. How, how cool is it when the droids come to the old droids? It's, and the, it's such a cool scene. And C-3PO has a story like, about his arm. I like C-3PO I, a lot. I like it because you might not have recognized well, me because of like just that's, the one thing. That is Star Wars because Han Solo hates C-3PO. Yeah. It is an untold kind of thing, but. He's always like, remember the Empire when he just kind of puts his hand over his mouth like that's going to shut him up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's great. What I thought you were going to bring up with Finn is something that I actually kind of have an issue with is that he clearly, I, first of all, I love that image. I, I got chills in the theater when I saw that blood on that stormtrooper because mm-hmm. that's the most human they have ever been. Yeah. It's just to, to have that, which is weird because Kylo Ren then looks at Finn and just kind of walks away. It's like, can't you read minds? Yeah, like, that's a whole thing with the Force that's always kind of bothered me. Well, didn't he shoot, he makes... Well, Poe's the bl- laser go shoot the person that Finn didn't shoot. Right, That's but it. can he read Finn's mind? Like Finn's questioning something, like uh-huh. qu- like what the hell? But so Finn has a clearly has a problem killing people. But when him and Poe escape, they're shooting stormtroopers. Yeah, you know, and Finn, and Finn just doesn't seem to care. No. Like these are these are kids that he grew up with. Mm-hmm. You know, like you ha- you know that he knows these guys, and now he's having to kill them. Interesting how they I and I I don't know how I know in some of the uh, book they have. Now, canon books, because mm-hmm. one's explained like how or when Kylo Ren figures out that Vader's is. Apparently, he doesn't know for it's a random. long time. Oh, really? And then when he finds out, it's like, oh shit! No one like, showed him Return of the Jedi. Yeah, nobody showed him. <laughs> they, no, they kept. The I want to know how they, they kept got the, the Vader in the in the safe. Yeah. Like, why they burn the helmet control. and the whole body, and then just like once the fire is gone, take the helmet and, it like <laughs> and it walk away? Off of a I loved how damaged it was. Yeah, uh, it looked amazing. And then they, they played Imperial. 
march a little bit of, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. over it. Like that was great. What do you think of him? See, I think he's a Kylo, he's okay, one Kylo of those important ones to get to because he's clearly set up to be the Vader of the movies. I love this character because yeah. he's not Vader. And he's a shitty Jedi. He's shitty. He's, he's a he's, shitty bad guy. Too. He's not, not, not good. Yeah. Not like no. that character, but... He's not he, good at what he does he, yet. He, he wants... Right. He gets information he out of Poe. Yeah. Doesn't kill him. Could just kill Ripley. Daisy Ripley, sorry. But almost got my side. Ridley. Across. Ridley, sorry. Doesn't kill her. Doesn't kill Ray. And he's kind of got this whole... Just the, the emo part where they come and tell him something bad happens. He whips out his lightsaber and just starts cutting awesome. up the computer. It's a much... And I was like, man, this guy, this guy sucks. He's angry. Now, when the scene comes with him and Han, then I go, well, there's a big transformation right there. So yeah. maybe he's going to be and more... There's a lot of, of underlying what the hell's going on here. Yeah, a, a big... Tra- like, you know, he, he just killed his dad. Mm-hmm. And it was great because he's like, I need you to do help me do something. It's, a, it's something I haven't been able to do. And then that's when mm-hmm. he yanks him. So then it's like, okay, fine. Well, this guy's going to become the bad guy that Star Wars needs. Instead of just, uh, like or it's all a big ploy to trick Snoke. Like, oh, a lot of people think that. Yeah, like because that that like, comes back to people can't accept death. They're staring mm-hmm. at each other and just like, and, and it's Harrison Ford. He, he's very underrated, I think, as an actor. When he tries, when yeah. he tries, he can do great. It almost seems like he knows what's about to come. Like when he when he can't get the lights. I don't understand what your issue is then. What. So what is the With problem? Kylo Ren? Yeah. So what? Well, it's what are not you... the. It's he's bad as being a bad guy at the beginning of the film. Yes. But I like that scene when that happens. That's when I go, okay, now there's definitely going to be like a change to his demeanor. I mean, okay. he became a little more sinister because at the beginning, I know you were talking about like he's seen some shit with the stuff all over his mask, but he never really looks like he's a bad guy. That likes to get his hands dirty until the end, until he kills Han and then goes after Rey and Finn. Which I also have an issue with. Here's this guy who was trained by Luke for a while before he turned and is now being seduced by this giant. I know it's a projection, but I was a little confused. I'm hoping that. he's three feet tall. Yeah, I hope he's real big too. Or a little tiny. It's like a little, the little tiny guy, guy from uh, Men in Black, the little dude yeah. in the suit. Um, that, All right. that this guy picks up a lightsaber who we are told since the birth of Star Wars is like the most powerful handheld weapon in the galaxy. And Finn just picks it up. And can hold his own ish, ish. with this guy, with the stormtrooper. No, or with, with well, with both. But like, because I Kylo, love that weapon that that stormtrooper. When Kylo has. Ren comes after him, oh okay, that's where I was talking about. Like Kylo Ren should have just been able to force push. Stab. I kind of agree with that. He shouldn't know how. Like, because I can buy Ray because mm-hmm. we don't know anything about her. We actually know quite a bit about Finn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember watching. Like, I thought the same thing the last time I watched it. Like, he's really doing a pretty good job of fighting this guy off. Yeah. Like, I, what if he's a villain who just unfortunately underestimates who he's up against because he's not he's not fully trained. He's very emotional, mm. more emotional than Anakin Skywalker was. Yeah, in those movies because like they've demonstrated throughout the movie with like when he cuts up the computer and shit. Like that. I mean, the guy is way he's like, off completely. Mm-hmm. Off. That's why it's like when he finally has to throw down and fight. Like, does he? Maybe it's not the first thing he thinks of. Like, oh, I can, I can do the. Oh, I have all this force stuff. I can do this stuff. I can force. You think he's going to go and hit? Yeah, of course. I mean, like, I, I could see, like, in the fit, in the, when it comes down to the thick of battle for this guy who's completely not in his right frame of mind by any means, and just taking what we've seen without, with eliminating speculation, you just murdered your father. Mm-hmm. You just murdered him, and they still don't have rails. 
in the Star yeah. Wars. Like, does that scene not scream confrontation, final confrontation? Oh, it's the tiniest little bridge. It's like, oh no. That's but the way Han falls. But I love, I, mean, I love how he ends up. He just destroys Finn. Like okay. the, that oh, final but, thing is awesome. And it's kind of odd. I remember showing it to my mom, and she totally thought Finn was dead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it we all kind of did. He should be. Pose magic Jack. Oh, he's going to be in that back to tank there, and for <laughs> that diaper. Yeah, the yeah. Diaper. <laughs> being that big fat diaper for um, a while. Yeah. That's another one, you know me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get my paycheck. Oh man, <laughs> the, I love Chewie's reaction. Okay, so I that, I'm glad you segued it because his reaction then is awesome. I love painful. I, I love Kevin. Kevin Smith had a good take on it. He was like, "That was like, like that was one of his favorite moments in the movie. Was Chewie's." Reaction, oh. and then he just, <clears throat> and he well, starts fucking just the, picking off stormtroopers. He hits the motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, he yeah, he, he shoots. He, he shoots him. his best friend's son. Yeah, like that's great. And but and I love Kylo Ren. I love him banging on it. Yeah, like getting the blood My out. Friends, so I look how stupid. It's like he's not banging on his chest. No, he's smacking this wound. I like, but it wasn't that Chewie's like, I'm ready to die. Like Chewie, oh, Chewie, fuck it. this awesome cartoon somebody did. That ties that moment together even better. It's like a three-panel cartoon where Chewie sees what happens, and then it flashes back because he's known that he's known that kid presumably for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it shows him seeing him as a young little boy, mm-hmm. or little. And then it little connects to the anguish that he uh, that he hits now that he just saw that little kid kill his best friend ever. Mm-hmm. It's this beautiful three-panel cartoon that shows the emo- kind of the emotional arc. That Chewie goes through in that one moment. I see. It's it's like that. It's like that Star Wars video that somebody um, edited. That they took New Hope, where the scene where Ben Kenobi's talking to Luke about oh, I knew your father, and he's just mm-hmm. sitting there like this, mm-hmm. and it cuts back to like silent shots of Episode Three with, oh, you know, Anakin just like laying there like no legs, and then it cuts back to Alec yeah. Guinness yeah. just like thinking. Something. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just a- been kind of funny though. Han is dead. Chewie goes. <laughs> Fuck it, I owe him a life debt. He's dead. He just yeah. sets the blaster down. The, my own, this is my, really my only complaint about the movie is he doesn't get a scene to really grieve. Mm-hmm. Not even... I, remember, I mean, a lot of people are upset that Leia doesn't hug him. Yeah. Yeah, okay, she sure. Hugs okay. Ray, these people who have never met. But presumably. I almost feel like it doesn't have to... I'm not saying like five minutes, but like... He needs a little, Chewie needs a little promo time. That's what I'm saying. Chewie, Chewie needs a little promo he time. He needs to go think time. about the other movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Z, we, he just sit in and I, and I no think, easy way out with clips of the stars. Dude, just to that's see, a video. Just to see, uh, for us, the audience, like we've seen Han and Chewie for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For years. And now it's like, just for us to kind of share in the grief of seeing, for all intents and purposes, for what we've seen in the movie, Han Solo is dead. To see kind of have a moment with, with Chewie would be you know even if it's just brief but sure enough man that motherfucker's ready to fly again he's like alright let's get the Falcon and go do some stuff look we better get off this planet destroyed look at that where <laughs> oh look at that look how badass I can get used to that sort of view <laughs> <laughs> a little That's lethal alright let's talk about First Order and Resistance I don't, I don't understand I don't, this. No, I don't either. You know what I mean? I'll be honest. Well, Not really. I'm under the assumption that there are more resistance than First Order. Because they've, the First Order is basically just a, an, um, another sect of the Empire that's kind of come up. Yeah. And what is it they're resisting? Like, are the First Order running the galaxy for the most part? So, I I think one thing that, that hurt with all this, the books and things over the years is that we got conditioned. Like, oh, there's a New Republic. So everything's cool. Okay. From what it, I, I guess from talking to people, like... 
yes, there's a new republic, but it's not like as established as you might think it is. That's why you're still having factions. That's why you still have like, you know, even though the empire got eliminated over here, there's a group of dudes way back over here that still exists at our empire. So they're like, all right, we need to reorder. Yeah, there's no way they could wipe them all out. Yeah. Right, mm -hmm. right. So you you have that, and I guess like the it's. It's still very unbalanced, even though after all these years, it's been now, what, how much time between six and seven now? We're no, I think it's the least, same amount of time. Was it? It's got to be at least, what, 20? Well, say you got to say Kylo Ren's got to be in his early 20s. Right. Here. So, so like, 20 years. Like So it's still relatively unstable at the same time. So it, I, I'll still admit, like, I'm still trying to get it locked down. I can't figure it out. To and, where, and the Nazi symbolism. Like, like, that's the one acting scene that I just... Can't do the is uh, Nazi stuff. It's General Hux. Uh, the first order. Yeah. Like he and, he's a, he's a good actor. He's a good actor. Like yeah. Donald Gleason, and That's to see him like do that, I it's a bit much. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I get it. You know, and he's, he goes so over the top. Uh, it just I don't know. Uh, some of the shots in the movie I, I really love. I love the opening shot. Yeah, it's hard to beat that opening shot of the first Star Wars. Like like that's that's so classic. But I really like this one, where the big ship Comes from the blocks side. out. I think it's either a sun or a moon, but it completely blocks the light out of it. Like, yeah, hope is dead. <laughs> it just like this is we got bad shit going on. Yeah. Here. yeah. Who's Max von Sydow? Who is he? Like they act like he's some old codger from the original trilogy. Yeah. And he turns out to really just be a nobody, like just a glorified candy. That's what I was wondering. Like who? It was driving me nuts trying to figure out who that could be. Yeah. Even for a little bit, I was like, huh. But the from the beginning, the exposition paragraphs that kept coming, which oh, are, man. are very important to Star Wars. This they is are. where Family Guys almost ruined stuff for me because where it goes, and then there's more, and then there's more, and then like it gets to you know it's got to fade out. And I was just waiting. I was like, Family Guy has ruined me because I was like, ha, thought it was over, didn't you? And here's like just right. a more probably two paragraphs of exposition. I remember how like I could feel like the audience like. Because here's something about the marketing that was amazing, was that, and we didn't talk about this, um, they never showed Luke Skywalker. That was, right? the, that was the last and, bit and I think he, we need to cover. And he wasn't on the poster. No. And I remember being in the theater opening night, and it hits, and everyone's just like, oh boy. And the very first sentence was, Luke Skywalker has disappeared. And you could just kind of feel like the audience just kind of, what? Yeah. You know, like you could definitely feel that, that that was a surprise. Yeah. Because you know, we didn't know where he was in the movie. And when he finally does show up in the movie, it's, oh. It's interesting because, yeah, that's the big thread now for these movies is, well, the end, the end of this, or the quest of this movie is we have to find him. Yep. And so now this And next, that's the whole quest. Yeah. That is, both sides. We, uh, we didn't talk about that. Both sides are trying to find him because he can rebuild the Jedi. Right. And that would, that's what's going to stop the First Order. And, and you know he felt Han dying. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you absolutely know that. But it, it's great. This is why I don't think he, it's his daughter. He turns around and sees her. doesn't do anything. Right. But when she shows that lightsaber to him, that's when he perks up. You know, because where the hell? Like, how, how did Maz Kanata get that? Sure. the jokes, there was a hand. That everyone likes to go, like, there was a hand attached to that. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, you know there was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's um, great. And then also, too, it's... Leia wasn't really strong with the Force at all. So how did she feel Han died? Well, my, I have it. My sister has it. 
Um, I mean, do we all, are we just supposed, like, you know, she just didn't do anything with the Force once that she kind of figured out she had it for the past 20 years? Like, she hasn't tried to enhance herself? I mean... I, mean, I think you find out in Return. I think Return is when you first learn that, that well, she has there is another Jedi. I mean, for fuck's sake, she felt like... She felt Luke being stranded in Empire. That's right. Uh, you know, and then she like, turns I'm, the ship around. Okay, I forgot about that. So, so perfectly... Oh, well, I thought he was calling out to her, though. I thought that was like a little... He's like, Leia, She's still fucking heard it. Well, yeah, um, and she heard it. Yeah, and she... Which, that's something that the... That's well, R2 the, sure shit felt it. Yeah, R2. I couldn't, crack, mm. I couldn't stop. That was, a, that was kind of another convenient plot point. Oh, here's R2 under this blanket. He's been in low power saving mode since Luke disappeared. And he has the missing piece. And he has the, the well, the missing piece. He's got like nine tenths of a fucking map that they couldn't find the one little spot. Well, um, yeah. And here's R2. Suddenly when he feels Han fucking die and boots up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I just didn't like that. That's the force. The force. Right, so the robot is one with the force. Well, he, well, shit. No, no, he's not. I don't. I don't know. He, he's got the missing piece. I, I, I mean, if you want to really go into it, it Luke, Luke probably told him, "Don't stay in your low power mode. Do not come on until it's needed. Until you, until you have to give this information of my whereabouts away. Until Ray probably comes back or something. You know, it's 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 going to be something like that. Mm-hmm. And and I don't have a problem with that. So they, I, so there are a couple interesting things looking forward with it. There's. Um, this December, a fucking badass movie. That Rogue trailer One. Is, that thing looks, looks like a trailer. rocker dropper. An- another female lead movie. Oh, it, what looks really cool is now it. I'm sorry. Anybody who says now like it's not my Star Wars, like they just fucking gave it to you. It is a hundred percent. Every bit of that well, screams. I talked about it with him a little bit more, and what really did it for him, like what really kind of soured him on it, was two things: how much he disliked Kylo Ren as a character. Right. And that he killed Han Solo. Oh sure, like, no, no. I'm, and I'm talking about as a whole. Like I know there are people that still have a hard time as a whole. Not Michael. I'm talking about people as a whole. Like really, just like can't stand that you new Han Star Wars Han. movies are not like old Star Wars movies exactly. in any regard. This Rogue is what you one, wanted for Rogue years. One looks looking, like a Star Wars. It, movie. I mean, for God's that sake, that AT-AT when it turns around and Jesus, just looks at the camera. I'm they like, found oh. a way to take like like old practical effects. Mm-hmm. And you meld them. And, and it looks great. That saucer dish being put into the Death Star yeah. is chilling to watch. I cannot wait for that. And too. you know Vader's going to be in there. Yep. Even if it's like, oh, look, there's there's a Jack he's, Vader in the background. He's, in the back. he's getting caught. Jack Vader. He puts it with his little straw. Too hot. We <laughs> don't have a problem getting burned. Is, so is the title Fall, Fall of the Resistance? Has that been confirmed? They have not confirmed. I've heard Fall of the Resistance. I've heard... Uh, um, something about secret or secrets of the of the Jedi Temple. I've heard something like that. With, or, it sounds like Legends of a Hidden yeah, Temple. Yeah, yeah. The secret of the Use. Yeah, secret of the Use. Yeah, or, get mutated at the end. I've heard a, I've heard a couple of them. Or Tales of the Jedi Temple or something like yeah. that. I, I don't like Fall of the Resistance simply because it sounds like um, it sounds a little too similar to uh, a title to Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like okay, I, I'm totally fine with this movie uh, covering the beats of of Episode Four. Pretty much, almost to a T, but I want them to do d- different stuff now because that was the reintroduction. Like right. this is, the, you know, the first real Star Wars movie really since before I was even born. But now, but see, the problem is now. I think everyone because because of 
Empire Strikes Back, every second movie has to be Temple of Doom. They all have to be Back down. To the future. Well, I say their tone has to be ex- super, super mm-hmm. dark. They all have to be dark down. Every Pirates single Caribbean. one of them. Pirates so let's get into the rating real quick. Jason, what'd you rate it at? I gave it a seven. That's good. Because I mean, like, thanks. <laughs> not- <laughs> because as much as like as much as I don't like Star Wars, I'm not gonna just immediately go movie. You don't you don't get a a good rating for me. I gave it definitely a fair shot. Um, I like the Star Wars universe. I would like to see, like, we're Rogue One, completely different director. I, I like the idea of maybe getting a different Star Wars movie every year. Still want to see a Quentin Tarantino Bounty Hunter movie. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be fantastic. Let's have a movie that has nothing to do with the Skywalkers, nothing to do with the Empire Resistance as far as being main plot points. Okay. Just give me some stuff. They talk about the fringes where they were going to send, where Finn was going to go work work with those guys. You know, it's always good when you get on a traveling vessel that trades labor for transportation. Talk about those fringes where he was going. That would be cool. Does this movie make you excited for what, what's to come next for this particular set of Star Wars movies? Like episode yes. 8, episode 9? It does. Like the, the Kylo Ren killing killing Han. Like where, where you said that one guy he doesn't like it and a lot of people don't. It's like, but this, this character was old. Right. I mean, like, I don't want... And Harrison wanted to die in a way that would serve the story. Well, not just that. Like, this character's old. I don't like to see my my heroes, not right. saying, like, hey, Han was mine, but a hero in general, just lay in a bed and die. You know? Like, it's not. They need to go out. And he went out trying to reconvert his son and bring his son back. Perfectly fine. I love that moment, too, when Leia mm-hmm. tells them to bring their son home. And that yeah. look on Harrison Ford's face, like, that's not going to happen. Right. Like, it just... Harrison Ford is so good in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Best since Air Force blew me away. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, no, seriously. I, I, I didn't think you'd like it that much. Uh, this movie uh, completely reinvigorated my love of Star Wars, like in a way that I never thought would happen again. Um, I've, in the times I've watched it since the theater, I've only liked it more. Uh, mm-hmm. I gave it a seven when I first saw it. Uh, now I give it an eight. I actually, and, and I, I, I'm a huge fan of this movie. Um, it's my third favorite in the series. I, I think it's the best one since Empire. I would it, say that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's close. For me, it's close to those first two, mm-hmm. and it feels like Star Wars. And that's the most miraculous thing is that these are fans that made this movie for the most part. You know, I mean, there's some holdovers from the old days yeah. behind the scenes, but like, yeah. Like, this is a, basically a fan movie, and it's more Star Wars than anything we've seen since Return of the Jedi. And, yeah, I never thought that they'd make another good one of these. And now I am so excited to see what Disney is going to do, not just with the movies, but with their theme parks and their That's merchandise. Star Wars Land. Star Wars Land. About. I'll be down there in uh, no time. It's like, how many yeah. acres? It's like, it's like a... Oh. It's a ridiculous amount of... The only acres. thing that could be bigger than Disney is Star Wars. So the fact that they're together... Yeah. Did you hear like, Boris's story where he was down in Disney? Yeah. He was like, they were just sitting there and then suddenly you hear the Imperial March come through and like here comes Captain uh, Captain Phasma with like a shitload of stormtroopers. He's like, it was intimidating. Yeah. That would be kind of cool to be somewhere and it's like... All the rides you could do, like based on the oh, action moments in the movie, it could be absolutely incredible. Yeah. It would be better than Star like, Tours? Yeah. I love Star Tours. Oh, Star <laughs> Tours is great. The best part about Star Tours, so it's like the, the second time I ride it, and right as right before it starts going, some jackass like four rows down just screams, Ludicrous speed! Go! <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, all right. 
But yeah, what, what do you Eight, think of it? Well, same reasons you said. I mean, I, I'd just be rehashing what you said. I, I agree. Absolutely. Eight. Um, and it makes me way ex- uh, absolutely excited for each year. Yeah, I know. Can't believe that there'd be a Star Wars movie every year. Now Never. You're going to get tired of them like your other Marvel movies? Probably. Uh, too but, much of a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it is, you know. Do you think if they kept it one a year, though, it would be better for you? Especially if they separate and it's not just a single continuation? Well, what they have in line is Rogue One, and then Episode Eight, and then they're going to do the Han Solo movie. And this could be where the beginning of this ship begins, because, like I, like I said in the, in the last episode, I'm not all for knowing every single thing that there is to know about a character. Mm-hmm. Like, like was it Han's got that great line to Jabba about why he had to dump his stuff, right? You know, because the whole reason why Jabba's after him through the whole trilogy, and and it just leaves stuff to the imagination that you know he was. Te- about to be boarded by the Empire and he had to get rid of it. You know, so it's like, oh man, like that's great gangster movie kind of thing. Yeah, you totally. Know? And that's a whole separate thing. There's a whole thing about how Han got the, the Millennium Falcon from Lindell Calrissian and how it used to be his ship. That could be a movie. So, it makes me nervous. I'm, I'm excited for episodes eight and nine. Mm-hmm. Like, But in terms of being oversaturated on it, getting tired of it, I can definitely see that happening. I hope it doesn't. Because like this is like the last bastion of childhood that yeah, yeah that we absolutely. have left. Like they can make a new Ninja Turtles movie, they can make a new Terminator, they can do all that shit, and it, and it, I'd be happy for it. But like to walk out of that, the feeling I had when I walked out of Episode Seven, man, like like if I could just get that every time after I saw a movie, like I, I felt great. Even at, even when, even if <laughs> for killing Han Solo, one of my favorite movie characters. Even if for a movie that did that, and I still feel the way I felt after after that movie, that's great stuff. I agree. I think, <laughs> I think you hit the head. I think you hit the nail on the uh, damn uh, head right there. Right there. Um, so the next um, next the next podcast after this will be there will be a preacher talk episode two of that or looking at episode two of. I guess it's episode one. I don't know how pilots, how they number these things, but well, it's, uh, I guess it's technically 0102. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be 01. Take a look at um, Preacher's next episode, so that'll be interesting from AMC. And I then, might join you for that. Yeah, I man, might, it'll I be might. a good time. Yeah. And then um, coming up, ne- or the, the next wrestling pay-per-view will be Vengeance 2001 for just the proper New Blood Rising podcast show. And then after that, we'll be hitting the turn for the new year, 02. Come right. Ahead in the, we'll be on the road to WrestleMania 18. It's going to be wild. Yep. So it'll be wild. Haven't decided the movie yet. Not but. yet, but it'll will it'll be um it'll be talked about very soon. And we'll be able to see where we go go from from there. So podcast is on Twitter at New Blood Pod and on Facebook at New Blood Rising Podcast. You can also send email to us at New Blood Rising Pod at gmail.com. I'm at William Rinkin83. I'm at the Jason Kiesler. And I'm at CM underscore Stabs. We'll see you guys for Preacher Talk, episode 001. The Force will be with you. Always. And a hydra. <laughs>